in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Radio Podcast with your host, John Mayetta. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and tell somebody else about us because we're doing unique research as best I can tell. I haven't found anybody else anywhere that's doing the type of work we're doing around CEOs. So speaking of which, Apple, iPhone releases from last week's Apple Day. The iPhone XR, so the 2018 iPhone XR, which was the low-end phone of the three that were released, retails for $750.00. Share is a common element with the 2010 iPhone 4. That's right, the 2010 iPhone 4 in this year's XR. I call it the XR. Most people call it the 10. Those two models, eight years apart, share the same screen resolution. And this is why I always push back on Apple. Because since the passing of Steve Jobs, they haven't innovated. And I know they rolled out new products. You have the Apple Watch, Apple Health. I'm bullish on the potential for health, Apple Health. I'm just not bullish on it under Tim Cook. Because he is, after all, an operator, not an innovator. So they're going to push and really get aggressive and try to achieve Apple Health's full potential. I would guess no, under Tim Cook. So back to the iPhone. 2010 iPhone 4 and this year's XR model share the same screen resolution. So that's what you're getting for 750 bucks. You're getting technology, technology from a decade ago for 750 bucks. So that to me demonstrates that at least as far as the iPhone goes, maybe not the full product suite, but uh, for the iPhone portion of the Apple's product portfolio, they've clearly migrated from innovator to profit taker, profit margin maximizer. They're focused on taking profits. They're not focused on innovating and growing as it relates to the phone. Which to me is a missed opportunity. And I know they've, they've made an acquisition in AR. They've made an acquisition in VR. So I'd expect interesting things to come down the road. But how aggressively are they going to push? Because it's my belief that they will, under Tim Cook, Apple, at best will be a fast follower as opposed to a trailblazer or a true innovator. And speaking of unique research, the, the piece we did some number of weeks ago over at Tech Today entitled Steve Jobs versus Tim Cook. Innovator versus operator, it's in their DNA. So this was sort of a derivative piece that we published off of our May 2018 personality analysis of mid-cap software CEOs. We took a look at Steve Jobs versus Tim Cook as it relates to the Big Five personality model. And you could read the article, but it it sort of uh, demonstrates that Jobs was the innovator, the creator, and that appears in his personality. And it, of course, does not for Tim Cook. And if you read our analysis, we focused on, on one of the personality, the big five personality traits in particular, that of openness. And I will link to it in show notes. You can perform this analysis for any public company CEO. And we're offering it now as a sort of a consulting service until we figure out how best to represent this in our platform so that you guys can do it yourselves, more of a self-service model. But we need to get the, the design right to make it as intuitive and possible as intuitive as possible and i don't want to rush that but but the point being if if you do your work around management teams and perform your full due diligence just not around uh not limited to whether or not a particular ceo is consistent around making their their guidance but who is he or she as a leader are they an operator which may be good in certain situations but when you're when you're in a a, a fast moving a, a fluid sector of technology like apple is where they're touching so many spaces augmented reality, virtual reality, mobile, whether it's you know the phone itself, the hardware, payments, 
Those are fluid spaces. So it's good that you have the discipline that an operator brings to the table, but you need to have some of the attributes and personality traits associated with innovators. And we don't see those with, with Tim Cook. And so this is the type of due diligence I would recommend. I'd love to see more institutional investors perform this type of analysis up front before, particularly ahead of taking what you would expect to be a large position in your portfolio. So before you build that position over a number of quarters, really drill down. And we haven't back-tested it yet. Um, it's just a lack of resources on our, on our behalf. But I would suggest to you that you can predict that these personality traits are predictive of a CEO's behavior, what actions that they're going to take in the future, uh, their strategic approach, their tactical approach. In other words, you could take a look at Tim Cook when he got the job back in 2011, and you could have discerned, hey, based on this personality analysis, the risk of Apple not innovating the, under, under Cook is greater. The risk of um, the pace of innovation slowing down under Cook versus Jobs, that, that probability is higher that the pace of innovation will slow. And so it's not going to tell you that such and such a company is going to miss the next quarter because so-and-so who's the CEO lacks these personality traits or is overweight these other personality traits. That's not what it's about. It's, it's more of a, a longer-term risk. We wrote a subsequent article less about personality analysis, more about uh, Apple as, a, as a less of a, an innovator, more of a fast follower. And we talked about, we compared it to the, the red phone that's coming out, where it's basically a camera with phone functionality attached. It's really a camera-first device created by the folks who brought us the, the red high-def camera that many of today's movies are shot with. The, the red camera came out in 2003, 2004. Jim Gennard, the guy who founded Red, founded Oakley, Oakley Sunglasses, and uh, which originally got their start in BMX bikes. And he's sort of a serial entrepreneur. And you run the risk of your Apple if you've decided, hey, we're going to be a fast follower at best, we're going to be a profit taker. You, you, you get disintermediated from your customer. The market shifts under your feet. You find yourself flat-footed. The market shifts. They now value, let's say in the case of phones, people have gone overweight, the, the features and functionality around the camera. And people will leave. If Red, I don't know if it's this first innovation, they're going to, the, the phone I think goes live in the market in November. And I've heard it's pretty good. I don't know that it's great. I haven't seen detailed feedback yet. Maybe it won't be great, version 1. Maybe version 2 is pretty damn good. Maybe version 3 is great. And so where does that leave Apple? And I know they're well-financed. But we could have said the same thing about you know, Motorola's phones way back when. BlackBerry. The whole world had a BlackBerry in the mid-2000s. They already forgot about the BlackBerry overnight and replaced it with the iPhone. That could happen to Apple. And personality traits can be a leading indicator of these type of risks to the business. Same if you're a private equity guy. You're a PE firm. You know, these are the elements I would drill down on when looking at acquisition targets. I wish I had this capability available to me when I was in the M&A business. That's all for now. See you next time.